You're listening to the Touch Em Up Podcast. I'm your host, Double M, and in our next episode, we're going to be doing another installment of the Double Trouble Breakdown, episode three to be exact, and this time, we're focusing on the interim lightweight champion of the world, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, holding a professional record of 24 wins and five losses, looking to set up a fight, well, actually, it's already official, looking to go into enemy territory in Abu Dhabi in September 7th at UFC 242 against the reigning, defending, undefeated, lightweight champion of the world, Habib the Eagle Nurmagomedov. So let's get this started and step into the ring. Hey guys, how's it going today? I'm super excited to get this breakdown. It, I know I've been slacking on the breakdowns. I said I would do one a week. I did the Dominic Cruz breakdown for my first episode and then the Alexander Volkanovsky breakdown for my second one. This is the third installment, and I figured since he has such a big fight coming up against the undefeated Russian Habib Nurmagomedov, it's, there's, no, there's no better time to do it than now unless I did it closer to the fight, but... Poirier has improved so much and evolved as a mixed martial artist in the years or in just in his last three fights, which are what we're going to talk about during this podcast. We're going to go over his fights with Justin Gaethje, the rematch against Eddie Alvarez, and the title win against Max Blessed Holloway. Just in those three fights in general, he's made so many improvements and just the way his style has evolved mainly the Gaethje fight. I think the Gaethje fight was really the coming out party for Dustin Poirier. We knew he was good at lightweight. Obviously he went on a streak. He lost to Michael Johnson and then lost his first fight to first fight against, well, he didn't even lose. It was a no contest against Eddie Alvarez with the illegal knees. So, you know, but he's, he's improved so much and I really like his chances against Khabib at UFC 242. Uh, if you don't know who Dustin Poirier is, he trains at American Top Team in Coconut Creek, Florida, but he originates from Lafayette, Louisiana. And, uh, you know, he's got coaches like Mike Brown, his boxing coach, Dia Davis. I don't know who his strength and conditioning coach is. I, I just listened to an interview where he talked about him, but Dia Davis has really brought up his boxing game and his footwork and his head movement to a new level just with the training he's put in. And you could see it in his fights. And I know during these breakdowns, I don't have visuals to uh, like help you see what I'm talking about, but I'm going to try to break it down as much as possible. This might be three parts. It's going to be a long podcast. You know, you know, I probably too. I don't, I don't think see it's going to be long, but it'll be worth it. So I hope you guys enjoy and let's get it started. So let's start out with his fight against Justin the Highlight Gaethje. Gaethje came into this fight, I believe, with a record of 18-1 and after he suffered his first loss to Eddie Alvarez at UFC 218. He was undefeated before that and then suffered that loss and then came right back into the shark-infested waters against Dustin Poirier. And Justin Gaethje's been on a tear lately. You know, you look at the guys he's beaten. James Vick, first-round KO. Edson Barbosa, first-round KO. Two back-to-back first-round KOs going up against or uh, I was going to say Khabib, going up against Cowboy Cerrone coming up. But this Dustin Poirier fight was the people's main event, man. It was, uh, I believe it was a, a UFC fight night on Fox. It was on April 14th, 2018. But let's just go into how this fight went, out, went down. I'm going to go round by round, and then I'm going to just kind of piece it all together as we go. So to start it off, during the first round, Obviously, Poirier fights out of a southpaw stance, which is right foot and forward, left foot and back. Your power's in your left hand, 
and you use your right hand to set, a, set up at your shots. You know, you could throw your jab. You could throw your right hook to angle off. You could throw that lead uppercut to the straight left hand, and you have a lot of movement. And southpaw is really hard for people to catch on to. I feel like it's gotten easier as the years have gone on just because so many more people are switching stances and going from orthodox to southpaw and just back and forth all the time. And But, you know, it's always hard to fight a southpaw. But if you could switch back and forth, it makes it even more difficult because you're comfortable in both stances. So Gaethje threw a right hand and a left hook against Poirier in that first round. And Poirier used – I saw somebody call it the skull and crossbones defense – I'm going to call it, I call it Dracula's cape, but it, it's basically, since he's in a southpaw stance, he he covers, he like shoulder rolls with his right with his right arm, which is where he'll put his shoulder like against his chin, and then he'll helmet guard on the left side, but he almost kind of crosses his arm, so he'll stick his elbow out a little bit, like to get a little bit more distance, and he'll shoulder roll hard on the right side and cover up with a helmet guard on the left, so if you throw... If you're in a conventional stance, if you throw the right hand, he's going to cover up on the helmet guard. And if you throw the left hook, you know, or no, if you throw the right hand, he'll, he'll block it with the shoulder roll and the left hook, he'll cover with the helmet guard. So Gaethje threw the right hand into the looping left hook and Poirier used that, that shoulder roll helmet guard defense and he catches the right hand and then shoulder rolls the left hook away. He loves using this guard. You see it a lot more in his recent fights. He doesn't block conventionally. Like Justin Gaethje will put his hands up in front of his face and cover like a normal, just hands in front of your face, traditional guard. Poirier loves using this, this shoulder roll, the helmet guard defense. I'm going to call it, I said, I call it Dracula's cape. I've heard people call it the skull and crossbones defense. Um, but yeah, he loves using this and he used it a lot in this. So he also likes to use the check right hook to cut off, cut the angle on you and get off the center line. So whenever Gaethje would throw the jab, Poirier would go over the jab with the right hook and angle off towards his right side. So Gaethje would move forward, try to throw the jab and the overhand right. But when he threw that jab, sometimes Poirier would just come over since he's in southpaw, his right hand's in front, come over that jab, parry it down, and come over with the right hook and move away. Um, this is, again, we're just talking about the first round, some things I've noticed. Poirier's always reaching out, touching your hands. He's touching you. And trying to gauge the distance, and then he'll, so he can parry your shots and counter off what you throw. But he never stands just straight in front of you and puts his hands up. They're always moving, making you think something's going to come at you from different angles. And he's looking at what you're throwing, parrying the stuff out of the way, and then countering off what you throw. And another reason why he does this, because I want to break it down a little bit more for the casual guys. So since he since he's a southpaw, you know, right hand in front against the orthodox, which is left hand in front, right foot in back. He uses that right hand to parry down the jab. So he'll, you'll, you'll throw your jab or anything, and it's really to occupy your front hand. If you're occupying the front hand, they can't use their jab, and you need the jab to set up a lot of your stuff. So he uses that right hand to parry the shot out of the way or just to keep your hand occupied so then he can throw his combos, which is usually straight left, right hook, or right uppercut left, or left uppercut, right hook, straight left, right hook. You know, he always likes to finish combos with that right hook or start it with the right hook. It's always, he loves that right hook. And you'll see it as we go into this breakdown. Um, he consistently used that check right hook to stifle Gaethje's jab. Like I said, Gaethje's always trying to get close on you 
so he can land his leg kicks or get into clinch range so he can rough you up on the inside. You know, he's he's a pressure fighter. There's a reason Gaethje was undefeated for so long. It's because he gets in your face, he doesn't get tired, and he doesn't let you breathe. But Poirier had, you know, the right idea when he tried to stop him. And, you know, it ended up working out because he ended up winning the fight. Um, what else? So... Again, this is the first round. Gaethje lands a powerful inside leg kick to the right leg of Dustin Poirier, and it causes Poirier to stumble a little bit. But as he stumbles from that kick, he throws his he throws the right hook, left uppercut, right hook as he stumbles. So even though he was off balance stumbling, he made it clear to Gaethje that even if you hit me with a leg kick, I'm going to come back at you with three or four shots right out of the gate. So right hand, right hook, left uppercut, right hook. And then, and then he would always just, it was always a counter off the leg kick. And then what did Gaethje do? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So I said Poirier would counter with his right jab, left, straight left, left uppercut and the right hook. Whenever Gaethje would get him close to the fence, he would come off with a, with a barrage of punches and then angle off to whatever side he finished on to cut the angle on Gaethje. And this is, again, to push Gaethje towards back the center. Like I said, he's a pressure fighter. He thrives off getting you tired and pushing you back. But, Ga but Poirier was able to use these long combinations to push Gaethje back towards the center of the cage and get more distance on his strikes. Uh, let's see. Gaethje did land a lot of leg kicks in this fight, a lot, of, a lot of inside and outside kicks on Poirier, and they started to take effect towards the middle of the second round. But, you know, any if Gaethje leg kicks anybody, it's going to hurt. You saw what he did against Edson Barbosa. Barbosa is probably one of the best leg kickers around, and he was able to consistently hurt Barbosa with inside and outside leg kicks. Let's see. Um, so, like I said, Gaethje likes to lean in to get the pressure on you, to get, to get close to you, get you to cover up so he can land his powerful overhand right, left hooks, uppercut stuff like that. So Gaethje leans in to throw the overhand, but every time he threw that right hand, since he's in the southpaw stance, he would shoulder roll that overhand right and lean out of the way towards his left side. Since he's a southpaw, like I said, right foot in front, left foot in back. Whenever Gaethje throws that right hand, since they're opposite stances, he's going to cover He's going to just shoulder roll hard with that right shoulder when he throws the overhand right to, to take some of the power off of it and then move towards the left to cover with that helmet card as well. And Poirier is always consistently circling towards the weak side. You hear it all the time if you train mixed martial arts or you listen to corners. You always want to go towards the weak side of your opponent. They're usually not as comfortable when you're moving towards the weak side and their defense isn't as strong on the weak side. So you always want to move towards their lead hand not there because if you circle towards the power side, you're more susceptible to getting caught and getting clipped and knocked out. You circle towards the weak side, you're going to be able to land your combinations. If you get hit, it's probably not going to hurt as much because it's their weaker side. And Poirier loves to do this. He's always circling and landing those crisp combos, and he usually finishes with the right hook. Like I said, Poirier loves the right hook and the left uppercut. He will also stiff arm and frame off of you with his right hand when opponents try to get too close to him. Again, like I said, worked against Justin Gaethje. He'll he'll move in, like I said, try to put his hands out to gauge the distance and grab your hand, and then he'll stiff arm you, which is where you just straight arm and put your you almost put your palm on their shoulder 
or their forehead or their chest. And you're just doing this to keep them away from you. You're gauging the distance so you can land your combos and land your power shots without them getting too crowded, without you getting too crowded in space. It's to get you to have space to land your combos and keep them away from you. And he did this a lot against Justin Gaethje. Um, let's see. Gaethje threw a right uppercut, left hook, but Poirier read it and countered the left hook with a left hook of his own. So he read that after you throw the uppercut, usually that lead side's going to come through with the hook. Poirier was like, okay, fine. Blocks the uppercut with like a traditional guard and then comes through with that right hook and counters it right off Gaethje. Or a left hook, I'm sorry. Yeah, he threw it from the power side. So he covered from the uppercut, saw Gaethje was going to throw the left hook, boom, countered with a power left hook of his own, circled off the fence. He's always looking to get back towards the center if he's not pressuring you back. Again, uh, I keep saying again, I'm going to switch that up. Poirier likes to use long combinations, lands three, four uppercuts in a time, followed by a right hook. So he'll go, he'll go, they call it the shoe shine. You see him do it a lot if he's working like the heavy bag. Even, I don't see it a lot in actual fights. Maybe I just haven't, you know, watched enough fights, but I don't think that's the case. But Poirier, if a uh, shoe shine is where you throw like five or six uppercuts, and then you come up with the left hook or the right hook, depending on what lead side you're on. You could do left and right either way, but it's just ba 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 ba, and then you roll underneath. And he did this against Gaethje when he would try to cover up and just push into him to get close to him. It was just ba ba ba, and then circle, hit that right hook, pivot, and circle off the center and get away from him, cutting the angle on Gaethje. Um, this is really important for this fight. So Gaethje, his guard, it's very tricky because he doesn't, he covers up, but he also rolls with the punches to take some of it off of, some power off of them as he covers up. But Poirier likes to break the guard. I'm going to call it breaking the walls down. So he puts his hands up in front of him, right? So your front of your face is covered. You have a little bit of the side of your head covered, but it's not as much. So usually you could go up the middle and then sneak around the side to break down the weaknesses in the guard. Poirier does this a lot. He did three or four uppercuts, like I said, the shoe shine, followed by the right hook. So, oh, he's coming up the middle, I'm going to block, and then boom, come around the side, and you're usually going to catch him on the side. And he did this a lot to Gaethje, just breaking down the guard consistently. One of the things he did to counter the leg kick of Gaethje, so whenever Gaethje would be a little bit further away from him and try to throw that inside leg kick, Poirier constantly threw that straight left hand because he's in a southpaw stance, um, and Gaethje's an orthodox, like I said, orthodox, left foot in front, right foot in back, power in your right hand. Uh, Poirier, right hand in front, left foot in back, power in his left hand. So whenever Gaethje would throw that inside that inside leg kick, he never really set it up with a punch. He would just throw it out. Every time he Poirier saw it coming, he threw out that straight left. Sometimes it landed on the guard of Gaethje, and sometimes it came just right close to his chin but missed. But this is very important in the finishing sequence of this fight. Uh, let's see. Another thing. You saw when Justin Gaethje fought against Eddie Alvarez. One of the keys to Alvarez being able to beat Justin Gaethje was throwing power shots to the body. Rip to the body and then go to the head. And Poirier took note of this and did this exact thing. So Gaethje tried to crowd Poirier again with the pressure and Poirier would flick four or five right jabs in his face and then rip a left hook to the body. So it's up, top, 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 boom, down to the body. Boom, 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 bop, bop, right down to the body. And he did this a lot. This is investment. 
Gaethje's investment to get you tired and hurt you is in the leg kicks. Poirier's investment is with the body work. This is what the investment. It was a battle of whose would work quicker, and I think we figured it out. Um, like I said, he likes to parry the jab. So he would parry Gaethje's jab with that lead right hand and follow with the lead right hook. Again, it's the same side attacks. I said it on my previous podcast. If it's Even if you're throwing a high kick on the same side as you throw your last punch. So you parry down with that right hand and come through with that right hook. So it's, oh, okay, you're going to throw, you're going to throw, boom, boom, slap it down and come over. So it's like hit the bell and come around the side, boom, boom, and then move off and angle off towards your right side to get off on the angle. As the fight went on, Poirier's always using that jab. He loves using that jab to set you up for longer combinations. Um, again, like I said, consistently using shoulder roll and helmet guard to block your wide punches as you try as Gaethje would try to pressure him. Poirier leads with a left uppercut in the second round. It's a left uppercut, right hook, and then a left high kick as Gaethje tries to circle away from the onslaught. So since, you know, boom, right hook, or what is it? What did I say? So it's left uppercut, boom, right hook. Gaethje's going to move towards the left because you finished off on your right side. He wants to circle away from where you finished off. Boom, Poirier throws that left high kick as he circles away, catches Gaethje right on the guard. He's reading your patterns of movement. He's looking at where you're going to move after the last shot in the combination and finishing off on that side so you have to circle back to where he started so he can get you back towards that right hook again. Loves the right hook and the right jab. Bop, bop. Uh, let's see. Uh, Poirier shoots a takedown on Gaethje in that second round, and Gaethje stuffs it. But Poirier goes right back and lands the uppercut left hook, the right uppercut and the left hook on the inside. So this is really important. If you get taken down and then you get back up to your feet, usually you take a second to reset, you know, reset your positions and get your footing under you. So Poirier shoots the takedown, Gaethje stuffs it, but at the second Gaethje stuffs that takedown, Poirier goes right in his face and gets close to him because he knows he's trying to get he's trying to get him tired. He's trying to get him winded. So, and it's really hard to do that against a guy who do, who thrives off doing that to his opponents. So he gets real close to him right after he shot that takedown and boom, and he throws that right uppercut left hook on the inside. This is one of Poirier's best combinations when he's close to you in clinch range trying to fight you. If he uses a single collar clinch to throw this combination or he just gets in close and kind of tries to shoulder roll, push you away and land the combo. So he did this to Gaethje, got real close to him, right uppercut, power left hook, circle off to the, cut the angle on the left side. Uh, let's see. I've talked about how Gaethje backs you up a lot, so we're not going to cover that. Um, again, Poirier constantly tried to throw that straight left down the pipe to counter Gaethje's inside leg kicks, but he was coming up just short, close to the end of the, just short, literally like a, a hair away. Um, let's see. Gaethje again, just, he's always on the pressure. I've said this again, just pressure, pressure, pressure. Um, trying to push you back towards the fence to get his combinations off. When your back is against the fence, against Justin Gaethje, you're in trouble. You're always in trouble. You saw this when he when he fought Michael Johnson. Obviously, Johnson hurt him multiple times in the fight, but he was able to push him back towards the fence and just 
That's where he gets his combos off. The uppercuts in the clinch, the inside leg kicks, framing off on your head to throw a power right inside leg kick against the fence. But Poirier knew this, and he was ready for it. So Gaethje backs up Poirier again. Poirier throws the right uppercut right hook from an orthodox stance which with his back to the fence. So here you go. Another thing that shows you how smart Dustin Poirier is. He fought almost this entire fight in a southpaw stance. But when he knew he was in trouble or thought maybe he would be in trouble, he switched to an orthodox stance, putting the left foot in front. So now his right hand is the power hand, and his left hand's the lead hand. So Gaethje backed up Poirier thinking, okay, he's going to stay in a southpaw stance. I know what combo's coming. But he switched stances and threw the right uppercut, right hook, just on the same side. He doubled up. So it's up the middle, around the side. Up the middle, around the side. Bop, bop. And then he angled off. And now Gaethje's like, okay, is he going to fight in a southpaw stance again? Or is he switching to orthodox now? And it's tricking up Gaethje's mind. And then Poirier, again, using these long combinations, he crowds Gaethje with a double jab, left hook, right uppercut, right hook, right hook, straight left. So he would jab, jab, throw that left hook, boom, it's going to circle you towards the right, right uppercut, right hook, which is Gaethje, which is Poirier's favorite combo. Now Gaethje's going to move towards Poirier's left because he hit him with the right hand the last time. He's going to move towards that left side. Boom, counters with the straight left as he circles away. And he invested, like I said, Gaethje's investment was the leg kicks. Poirier's investment was in the body work. So Poirier just constantly ripping shots to the body and more as the fight went on second and third round. Um, but let's talk about the finish. Um, but one thing I said, which this kind of scares me against Khabib, because Khabib does a lot of good work against the fence. It's where he takes you down, triangles your legs, and then works his ground upon you. You saw it against Edson Barbosa. He landed some vicious uppercuts against the fence. And Poirier was in a little bit of trouble as he got tired. They put on an incredible pace in this fight. Probably one of the highest paced fights you'll ever see. Poirier doesn't quit. Gaethje never stops moving forward. They probably landed 100 significant strikes just in the first round alone on each side. I think they said Poirier landed like 75 or 80 strikes to Gaethje's head just in the first round. Um, so let's see, where did I leave off? Uh, Poirier was in trouble when Gaethje got him against the fence, but when he actually got him against it, like I said, he has to avoid this against Khabib. Otherwise, he's in serious, serious trouble. Let's see. Poirier got a takedown briefly as Gaethje tried to pressure him. But Gaethje used the butterfly guard, which is where you have your insteps on the inside of their thighs. And you're able to elevate them as you lift up your shins, lift up your legs. And then usually you take one hook out and you elevate with one side of the butterfly guard to use that your underhook. So let me explain this a little bit. So when you're on the ground, an underhook, you're going to put the underhook, which is you go underneath your opponent's arm and almost put your palm on their back. You're going to, whatever side you have an underhook on when they're on top of you is the side you're going to circle off and stand up on when you're on the ground. So Poirier took down Gaethje. Gaethje grabbed that uh, butterfly guard and used the left underhook to elevate and circle back up to his feet. But right as he got up, Poirier right hooked up top, boom, ripped the left hook to the body, consistently using the investment. Um... 
again, use use the the right jab or right hook to counter Gaethje's jab. You'll see this in a lot of Poirier's fights as we talk about the Holloway fight and the Eddie Alvarez rematch. Um, one thing you'll notice. Sorry for saying. Um, I'm just trying to get everything together without going too much. One thing you'll see Poirier do is if he gets in trouble or hit with a good shot, he'll look to his corner for a brief second and then look back at you. He did this against Gaethje. He did this against uh, Holloway for a second. If he looks over to his corner for a second and looks back, he's either he's either starting to feel the pressure of the cardio and getting tired or he got hit with a good shot and he's rocked a little bit. Gaethje read this and tried to pressure him, but Poirier was calm under fire, calm under the pressure, and was able to come back and counter with some good shots. Now we're going to go into the last round, the fourth round where Poirier ends up getting the knockout. Gaethje pressures Poirier back to the fence and throws an empty leg kick. So Gaethje does this a lot. He'll just throw the leg kick out there without setting it up with punches. You know, you have to set up your kicks with your punches, set up your punches with kicks. You always want to set it up. So you're, you're, you know, you're building the framework to land the shot you want to land. You're, you're putting in the investment, planting the seeds to land your shot. Gaethje was like, forget it. Just blasted a right leg kick. Poirier read it again, as he's been doing in this fight and countered with a perfect straight left hand rocked. Gaethje hit him right on the jaw. This backed Gaethje up to the fence and Poirier just poured it on. Poirier turns up the output just landing right hook, left hook, right uppercut, right hook. The same combo he uses when you get close to him. Right uppercut, right hook, left straight. Bop, 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 bop. And he lands a straight left, right uppercut, right hook. Pushes Gaethje against the fence. Gaethje bounces off. Poirier briefly switches to an orthodox stance, which is left leg, left leg in front, right leg in back. And he's normally southpaw and lands a straight right hand down the center. Because it's coming from a different, it's coming from a different, perspective. You're coming from a stance and an angle that your opponent hasn't seen because you're normally in southpaw. This dropped Gaethje and Poirier ended up getting the finish by a fourth round TKO. Great performance. One of the best fights you'll ever see. But I'm going to cut this part off here and we're going to go into the second part where I will talk about the Eddie Alvarez fight and then the matchup against a Max Blessed Holloway. All right, keep it, keep it ready guys because we're going. <laughs> 